welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. You know, we're in our last lesson, lesson 13 of our wisdom series. And this lesson that we're going to be studying today is called Two Kinds of Wisdom. And I think it's a great lesson to sum up our whole series about wisdom. I like this picture here. Owls are usually are the individuals, are animals that we associate with wisdom. And the question is, is your wisdom from above? So in our society, there's a word that we are constantly seeing is narcissism. And it's very popular, especially in social media, um, throughout. People are indulging in themselves. So they have narcissistic tendencies. So how can you identify a person that is that is have those types of tendencies, narcissistic tendencies? First of all, they exaggerate their self-importance. They consider themselves above everyone else. They're like kings and queens and heroes. They look down on others, uh, especially large groups of individuals, because they want to elevate themselves above everyone else. They can get aggressive. If you tend to criticize them uh, in a way, they take an aggressive approach and try to correct you. They even try to retaliate. They have excessive self-praise. It's all about me. That's a narcissistic individual. They keep praising themselves all the time. Now, what James does is James actually tells us that we want to notice a wise individual, wisdom. So we start off with, we're in James, the third chapter, verses 13 through 18, is the first outline in education because James focused first on teachers. And he asked the question, who is a wise man? Who is wise? Who can endure with knowledge? That's interesting because James, throughout his writing, he's been really focusing on encouraging individuals that there is true faith is always accompanied by good works. We Now, don't get this confused. We're not working to earn God's approval. Such works will not ever yield that perfection. Instead, what we want is faith that links us to Christ, who justifies us and sanctifies us. Because what James is saying, who is a wise man? And then he focuses on that conversation is his work with meekness of wisdom. But I want you to look at verse 14 and 16, because here's the second type of wisdom. That's earthly wisdom. Because James explains it here. It says, if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, this wisdom actually descended not from above, but is earth, sensual, devilish. And I underline those two words. Sensual is based on, and it's devilish. And what it yields is envy and strife. And the results is confusion and every evil work. 
James really knocks it out right there in verse 14 and 15. Remember now, we're talking about two types of wisdom. So this is your first type, earthly wisdom. And then the second type, wisdom from above. It is known as heavenly wisdom. And you'll see this in form, and I underline these, these characters come from wisdom from above. Peaceful, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality, without hypocrisy. What we have is a fruit of righteousness and we have peace. That's heavenly wisdom. If that individual that comes in our life and is able to bring peace, is able to bring gentle, is able to bring um, um, mercy, that's heavenly wisdom. So here's the question that we're going to focus on on, on um, Sunday at 6 o'clock to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to look at two verses in Proverbs 26 and 4 and Proverbs 26 and 5. And we're going to ask ourselves, how should we handle wisdom principles that seem to be at odds with one another? And when you look at these two verses here, you're going to see it seem like they are contradictory. But how can we take wisdom and apply it in situations like these is what we're going to discuss on Sunday. Then we're going to dig a little bit deeper and we're going to look at things that's called uh, folk wisdom. And we're going to see, is that really godly wisdom? And then we come to James, the fifth chapter. And this is the last chapter. James is a short book. But in this chapter here, I want you to look at the words that I've underlined. First is patient. Look how many times James says that. In verse 7, be patient. In verse 8, be also patient. Because what James is saying, and you got to realize when he writes this, this is around A.D. 40 or A.D. 50. Christ have only been gone for about 50 years. And he's saying, be patient, you all, because the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. While you're being patient, he asks you, grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. In other words, don't have strife and envy towards your brethren. And then in verse 10, he takes it even a little step further. He says, take my brethren. In verse 9, he said, brethren, but in verse 10, my brethren. He brings it personally. Then he flips the switch and he takes you all the way back to the Old Testament. See, I like James because he's constantly going into the Old Testament, bringing things that they should know about. And there it is, the patient of Job. You've heard of it. He's, he reminds them about how patient Job was. And then he ends with the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. In other words, God will have mercy, not just on us, but also on our fellow brethren. And then the last verse, if you actually look at this verse in verse 12, it seems like it has nothing to do with the scripture. It says, above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath. And basically what this right here is telling us is that too many of us contend with the idea that a word is a win. We have forgotten that the word is my bond. 
And that's what he's saying here. It's not so much that I don't want you to swear, but your words, the things that you say, the things that come out your mouth is your bond. And it's irretrievable once it releases out. And that's why he ends it and says, I call to let our yea be yea, yes be yes, and our no be no, nay, nay. And that's what, that's our integrity. Say what we mean, mean what we say. So here's the qualities again in James 3.17. When we look at godly wisdom, we look at things that are pure, peace-loving, gentle, easygoing, considerate, merciful, impartial, sincere. And I leave with you as I choose God's wisdom. I'll see you on Sunday at 6 p.m. for our Zoom session and our list day meeting ID here on the screen.